0: Coming up on Millennial.
1: You drink exclusively
0: hot coffee. <laughs> Yikes.
1: <laughs> Yikes. On two fronts, Millennial front and the gay front. Not to invalidate your sexuality, but are you sure? If anyone said, I crave a seductive time to me, I'd block them. I'd say goodbye.
0: Andrew, this is the same girl's picture that I We both got the same girl coming <laughs> after us, damn. <laughs> But you know what,
1: if you want to, you could give Andrew and I both tips on how we could be utilizing our platforms better because Lord knows I also don't use this stuff as much as I should. Neither of you have reached your full social media potential.
0: Oh, I know.
1: Because we're in our flop era.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's my problem. Welcome to Millennial, the home of fake adulting but real talk. I'm Andrew.
1: And I'm Pamela.
0: And Laura couldn't make it this week. We'll discuss why in a moment. We might have a theory or two. Today is 420 after all. But our dear friend and social media manager, Chloe is back on the show. Welcome back, Chloe.
1: Hi, y'all. It's good to be back. These are always so much fun. Great to have you.
0: You were an instant hit the last time you were on the show. No surprise. Chloe is a lot of fun. It was just your birthday yesterday, right?
1: It was my birthday and I consider it successful. I do very much feel like a 20 something now. Like it's such a it's just a blase year. There's no fun Taylor Swift song attached to it. <laughs> I am just, you know, good old 23. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. We hired
0: her when she was 22. That's even more painful. Go ahead. I'm happy for you. Go ahead. Thank
1: you. Thank you. And I will say I didn't cry this year. And I wanted to say that hot girls cry on their birthdays. And I had been crying almost every year since I started college. And I think it was maybe the expectation of having the perfect birthday. Or you know the impending death. I'm not sure what it was.
0: That's why you would cry. I assumed it was because like there was so much love being sent your (laughs) way. It was just overwhelming. No, it's because you thought you were gonna die soon. Well,
1: okay. So the last two birthdays I've had have been in the pandemic. I actually turned 21 at the height of the pandemic. Um, so I wasn't able to go to bars. Um, oh. I went to Target and bought a beer and that was like my alcohol purchase. <laughs> um, and I spent the night, I, I had an amazing bubble bath and then I watched Cars, the Disney movie, and that was my 21st birthday. <laughs> um, so for 23, I decided to not have expectations and I went to dinner with my family and we went shopping and it was wonderful. And I didn't cry.
0: Nice. Good job. We're Thank we're happy you. for you. Thank you. <laughs> So, well, speaking of being 23, we will return to our uh, Gen Z discussions like we did the last time that you were on in a moment. But before we do that, I wanted to bring up a little news item. A Trump-appointed federal judge in Florida overturned the countrywide mask mandate on public transportation. This occurred on Monday. Numerous major airlines repealed their mask requirements very quickly Pam, you actually saw a dumb tweet from Alaska Airlines about this, right? I
1: did, yeah. So the the copy was actually kind of nice, you know, because they made sure to let passengers know that the choice was theirs in terms of to mask or not to mask. But it was just the... You know, blatant stock image model photo that they chose because it's this super cheesy looking flight attendant who's got this big smile on their face. And then because they have to, you know, really push this whole mask can be off if you want to. This person is like halfway done taking their <laughs> mask off and yeah
0: and she's staring directly into the camera yeah with exactly a grin. and i'm
1: just i was thinking to myself like somebody somebody got hired to do this somebody was directed to do this <laughs> and somebody thought yeah. that this was a stock, good idea stock photos of people in masks feels so apocalyptic Like, it just feels so wrong to see a stock photo of someone in a mask. And I'm like, yeah, okay, so we've been doing this for two years and it's our reality. But it feels so wrong. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, I had a friend, too, that was flying back from California to Denver on Monday night. And this was right after, I guess, this was announced. And so they made She was on a plane that made an in-flight announcement about how people could remove their masks if they wanted to. And she said, I asked her, I said, did you take your mask off? And she goes, are you kidding me? I was on a plane full of Coachella festival goers. I was not going to sit in a tin can breathing that air. (laughs) She, like, I don't know. She's a little paranoid
0: about it. I I get it. Yeah. A lot of people are upset about this. Some people think it's too soon. And it did come down to, like I said, a Trump judge. It's also like... It t- all it was going to take this whole time was one judge overturning this mandate. That was surprising. And it feels like the Biden administration was caught with their pants down. They didn't seem to anticipate this, which also feels very Trumpian to me. <laughs> but a lot of people are upset by this news. They think it's too soon. It's dangerous for people who are immunocompromised or um, young people, people under five who still can't get a vaccination. So. The reaction to this news has been very mixed. Pam, to your point about people on planes learning about this news while flying, I've seen some video clips of people like celebrating on board as the pilots like, and we just found out the mandate has been repealed. So take them off, baby. And everybody's like, Woo-hoo! <laughs> I also I some I often take
1: people's first accounts on Twitter with a grain of salt. But I also saw somebody tweeting about how Delta was passing out free champagne for this and I'm yeah, like oh, this I don't know if that's to be or celebrated not, but if it is in poor taste free well, champagne is free champagne though like hello <laughs> I know, but <laughs> I think it's in poor taste kind of because doesn't it make you feel a little pressured yeah. to take your mask off if you had already decided to keep it on yes no not me okay. I'm taking that free oh. champagne I'm pulling down my mask taping a sip pulling it back up I will be wearing a okay, mask well, you know what? that is, is the way it. to do it forever yeah, that's fair yes okay, I mean we but, I guess we already do that um, when we go to restaurants now or like tinier cafes. Right.
0: Which has been so bullshit. But I think Pam's point is that it shouldn't be celebrated that we no longer have to wear a mask. Is that your point? I
1: think so. I think so. Especially because, you know, and I've been like kind of struggling with this as well. Obviously, everybody's kind of getting ready for another wave of COVID. But I don't know if we're ever going to get. Like news of that because they sent out all of these at home test kits. How many people are not reporting that they tested positive? Oh, yeah. You know, so it's kind of like false and falsifying information of just how bad things still are potentially in the country. So,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, take my sister. She got COVID over Christmas. She did one of those at home tests to verify. She didn't call the state or anything. And I mean, many people are just like her.
1: I didn't even think of that. That's so true. Yeah. It's like like you? You don't have to tell anyone necessarily right. how many people are get- testing positive for COVID and then saying, fuck it, and going out anyway yeah. and doing whatever they want. Right. And not to sound like yeah. two conspiracy theorists, but then you think about how the government was issuing all of these tests for free. So then you kind of think like, is it because they just want to get back to normal? And so then people not having to go to test sites that log who came in and got tested and who tested positive like was was like that uh you know (laughs)
0: that is a conspiracy theory i don't know if i subscribe to that i'm not trying
1: to give more fodder or fire you know what i'm into it yeah i don't know
0: (laughs) i think it was a nice gesture to make tests more accessible (laughs) to everybody across the country especially if maybe you can't afford (laughs) Or maybe we
1: just want to open back up already i don't know (laughs) yeah
0: pam really wants to get back to her concerts
1: I just, I trust <laughs> no one anymore. This is this is what it comes down to. True. That's fair. So valid.
0: So I, so Laura did go somewhere this week. I don't know where she went. I wonder if she flew. When she flew, presumably the mask mandate was still in place. When she comes back, the mask mandate will not be in place. So I cannot wait to hear about Laura's experience. Assuming she flew again. She may have driven somewhere. Who knows, but. That's do you so two know mysterious. where Laura is? I don't know. <laughs> she
1: didn't tell me. That's so, well, I mean, she be did fair, say, I didn't ask, traveling. but I wonder if we should like text right. her yeah. and be like, hey, so. Why do none of us know? I don't
0: uh, know. Well, I figured we would ask on the show after oh, she's back. Hashtag of for course. the show. Yeah, Before and I mean, it's show. her vac- vacation. It's not really our... Watch
1: her be like, I didn't go anywhere. I just needed a break from the
0: bowl. <laughs> <laughs> from, from y'all.
1: <laughs> she's like, I had a staycation.
0: The Biden administration had recently extended this mask mandate, but only to May 3rd. So it seemed like they were maybe considering dropping it next month. By the way, the Department of Justice will now be appealing this ruling out of Florida because the CDC does want to extend the mandate. So who knows how long they want to keep it on. I think the reason airlines jump so quick to pull down this mask mandate was because they know travelers really hate it. And it probably aggravates a lot of the travelers on board. So they're doing this to look out for the flight attendants who are sick of dealing with all this so shit as well. And, and I get it from that perspective. And maybe it's a big selling point now. Maybe people haven't wanted to fly because they don't want to wear a mask. So maybe that's no. another reason.
1: Anyway, I told you capitalism is king.
0: <laughs> this whole situation is pretty messy right now. The mask mandate may be put back in place, but I don't know if people are going to have the patience for it. They won't have a choice. This.
1: Not only applies to planes, but it also applies to trains. And I'm yep. on the train often, um, the Amtrak specifically. And when I don't have anyone next to me, it's pretty far distance from the other person. When you're in a plane, you're like sardines. You're next to that person, Ugh. you're breathing on each other. It's super awkward. Your legs touch a lot. Like you're close mm. to that person. When you are on Amtrak and you're just sitting there alone without anyone next to you, you're pretty well distanced. I do not think I will be wearing. A mask on the Amtrak train. I will definitely be wearing a mask in planes just because that way I can sleep with my mouth open. No one looks at me weird. I can, <laughs> I can, you know, just. <laughs> I can hide my pimples, whatever it is. Like, I will be wearing a mask on planes, but not on the Amtrak trains anymore.
0: So this is more of a vanity issue for you. It's not to protect no, yourself well, from the virus. Well, I
1: want to no. for me, it's protecting others. I don't really care about myself in this situation. It's more for vulnerable people. Like you said earlier, I've had right. COVID twice. I oh had zero symptoms both times. I'm not particularly afraid for myself, but like I said, wearing a mask is not just for you, it's for others as well. so
0: absolutely um,
1: I, that's why I'll be wearing it on planes, but uh, on trains when I'm like usually six feet apart from someone, hell no
0: and by the way, some states are still saying, well, actually, you do have to keep your mask on on trains, on buses, et cetera. It varies depending on the state. but Pam, have you been on a plane since the beginning of the pandemic?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking I about that it. the other
0: day. Like, I can't remember a no, time. No. Not that I know your I mean, life like that the, well. But. there were,
1: like, there were a couple of offers put on the table, but I just didn't, honestly, I didn't feel comfortable. And it would have just been like, they would have been longer flights, to be honest. And okay. I don't know if I could have done that. Specifically, like, my stepmom was offering to, like, for some of us to go see our sisters in Hawaii. And that's that's a very long time to be on a plane. Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. And then also you have to like Hawaii. (laughs) Hawaii Hawaii's gonna be there after. So Okay, true. (laughs) true, And then also like with the with like the quarantining too that it was it just didn't feel right to to go when they were doing all of that other stuff, and then yeah, yeah, there's actually Re-check a lot Hawaii. around Hawaii right now. Yeah, like the resources yeah. are being drained. I, I get know. that. I know.
0: So yeah, that's what's going on there. We'll see what happens with uh, Laura if she did fly, and if this mask mandate is put back in place, I suspect there's a good chance that it will. So, since Chloe's here, let's do our Gen Z check-in. We want to see. <laughs> What the There's hot a trends lot of are. new
1: words, to be honest. At first, when you said this, I was like, "Uh-oh, maybe there isn't new stuff for me to tell them." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, yes, there is."
0: And we have to do this check-in because things change so rapidly. Chloe was like, "Chugi is in." Oh, and now Chugi is out. Like, Chugy I is we out. I okay, uh, that's a <laughs> bummer because I just got used to using it when you told me Chuggy was out.
1: Yeah, like, using so- Chugi is Chugi. <laughs>
0: Shoulda seen that coming. So what are the hottest Gen Z words and phrases at the moment? What should Pam and I be be up on right now?
1: So, I I'm the first thing I'm going to tell you is my favorite words. The words that I'm using that you can start incorporating in your vocabulary so you can sound hip and young. Okay. Um
0: grabbing my like pen <laughs> and paper.
1: Yes, exactly. So, one of my favorite things to say right now is it's serving.
0: Like it's serving. Okay. It's serving.
1: Like It's serving fashion. It's serving, well, C word usually is a big one. Can I say the C word on this show?
0: Yeah, I don't care.
1: It's serving cunt is a really big one in the gay gay community especially.
0: Really? Yes, which is a
1: good one. I really like (laughs) fold. Have you guys heard fold?
0: No. It's like if
1: you find someone super attractive, you would fold for them, like fold over.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind okay, of like folding got it. cards. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like, oh my gosh, Anthony from Bridgerton. Like, I'd fold.
0: It almost means like bend over.
1: No, that's exactly what it means, Andrew. Oh,
0: okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I use hot girl walk all the time. Like, I'm always, I'm always on a hot mean? girl walk. A hot girl walk specifically is a four mile walk where you have your headphones in you're only allowed to think good thoughts about yourself or manifest good and you always have a water bottle and you're you know you look good so a hot girl walk i go on them all I'm the time i'm gonna start doing this when you I you should Jasper. it's good for you you're <laughs> laughing Angela, but it's good for you
0: I mean, no, I feel I'm like just, positive I, thought, listen, amazing. my therapist
1: is always trying to get me to do positive
0: <laughs> thoughts, so maybe this is the way to do it. And I like how it's specifically four miles.
1: Yeah, maybe you take like a, a mild hot girl walk and you, how long you is do that? one mile walk or something like that. But everyone should incorporate it.
0: This sounds like a business opportunity. We got to redo the millennial water bottles and label, you know, put like hot Hot girl girl walk walk on it. You know what? They're
1: perfect. (laughs) They are perfect for your hot girl walk, everyone. So this week, after you listen to this episode and you're inspired to take a hot girl (laughs) walk, make sure you bring along your poor if dumpster fire. Millennial blue water bottle. It's fabulous. <laughs> and send send pictures, tag and us to so the re- yes. We love a good stuff. plug. We love a good plug. <laughs> I will I will
0: do that on one of my hot girl mild hot girl walks because I don't take Brooklyn four miles, but
1: I also don't take Jasper four miles, so it's gonna be like a uh-huh, hot girl light walk. Like I said, light, L I T E. Okay. Um, I really like coldest. Like she's the coldest, which actually kind of means she's the hottest. Like a bitch. No. Oh. <laughs> coldest, coldest means hottest. like icy. She's um the coldest meaning like cool. She's like super um the it girl. It can it guy. Whatever you want. Like, I could say Andrew's the coldest and be like, oh, he's super cool.
0: I don't get, I don't like that one. Because normally when you say cold, it's like they have a cold personality. They're, they're bitter. They're, they're mean.
1: Yeah, sure. And it also means that context, baby, context.
0: Can somebody who's cold take a hot girl walk? Yeah. That doesn't seem. Yes. Really?
1: Hot girl and cold. You can't, it's like you can be both. You can be both. Maybe it depends on the day.
0: Okay. And then this
1: one Pam used recently on her Twitter, but flop era. Did I use it correctly? Yes, you did. <laughs> it was excellent. And it made me think that I needed to talk about it on the show. Um, first of all, you are I'd like to clarify, Pam, you're not in your flop era. And I refuse to accept that. Okay. <laughs> There's a few people in their flop era. I'd say that Kanye is probably in his flop era. I'd say that Lord is probably in her flop era. Uh,
0: yeah. You know, I was going to, I was about to kind of say something mean about Lord, but then I remembered Pam said she's going to see her soon, so I don't know if I, <laughs> I should. I am going to see her, Uh-oh. but listen,
1: listen, listen, um, Lord does not tour very often, and the last time I saw her was in 2013 oh in my New York City. Oh, my wow. So... I know she was in her hit area era then. <laughs> oh, that yes. was probably like the first show she ever did in the U.S. Yeah. Honestly.
0: Well, so what I was gonna say was, Lord, uh, the latest album isn't that good. No, really? no but That's you know what? Era.
1: But yeah, so but the thing is, is like melodrama was good, and it was really hard to top pure heroines. Yeah. So I think we all kind of knew, but but the problem is, is that the expectations were so high for Lord that I feel like that contributed to people feeling like solar power is True. a flop especially because it's not yeah like tonally is not
0: like what she's put out because she's happy is, now
1: have you seen those bold. tweets yeah like lord's she happy is. and her music's bad
0: <laughs> that's what happens every time <laughs>
1: yeah i mean Catherine in the discord put jkr's in her flop era yeah i think she's gonna be <laughs> in her flop era for the rest of her life katherine Probably, yeah <laughs>
0: All right. Thank you for updating us. I'm, I'm shook by by some of these. Jemima
1: (laughs) Jemima wants to know, okay, but as a 30 year old, if I say these words in conversation, is that super lame? I think that it's all about owning it. If you own the word and you're, you know, I never think that it's weird when Pam, you know, throws in a Gen Z phrase. But if you do it incorrectly, yeah, you're going to look lame. So make sure you're use- <laughs> using it correctly. Make sure you know what you're talking about. I would say that the easiest one to incorporate out of the ones I just said was Hot Girl Walk. Can't go wrong there.
0: Yeah. So I thought now that you've spent six months with us and you actually, fun fact, Chloe didn't listen to Millennial prior to being hired. She had actually recently just become a MuggleCast listener.
1: Oh, my God. You're exposing At the time, me. I think. <laughs>
0: Well, it's interesting, and I think it sets up the question I'm about to ask you. So you didn't listen to the show before we hired you. What's the most millennial thing each of us do now that you've come to know us?
1: I will say millennial is an amazing show, and I'm sad I didn't listen to it before. But and I will say I am actually glad, though, that I was able to get to know you as more of like a friend rather than a fan, if that makes sense. Like Because I'm an
0: asshole on the show.
1: No, boo boo. I think you're wonderful, off show, on show. Um, okay. Yeah, an asshole, sure, but I love it. So <laughs> I am too. Um, <laughs> but I think that for me it was good because I didn't like have you in this picture of my head as like, oh, I'm a huge fan. I wasn't like super nervous, if that makes sense. I might have. Yeah, been. you're coming
0: into it clean.
1: Yeah, I wasn't like, oh my god, Andrew's talking to me right now. <laughs> this is uh-huh. crazy. <laughs> Um, uh uh-huh. but you guys are very millennial. And not to say that I don't do millennial things, but Andrew. Andrew is by far the most millennial of the millennial hosts.
0: Huh.
1: I've been asked what the most millennial thing is. I came up with so many. So <laughs> the first one we're going to get right off the bat, this is Laura, Pam, Andrew, and even myself. But being a part of the Harry Potter fandom, especially in the way that you, Andrew, Pam, and Laura were hello, super millennial. Does not get more millennial than that.
0: Um, okay, well, right, because we grew up with Harry Potter. Yeah. We were in just the right age bracket when the books first started coming out. Yes.
1: So, yeah, 100%. And Gen Z, like for some reason, and I'm obviously not a part of this, um, I'm also, you know, millennial in this way. Um, Gen Z thinks that, you know, identifying with your Hogwarts house and being obsessed with Harry Potter is weird. Um, to which I say, huh. "Fuck that!" Um, yeah, <laughs> but that is a thing. Um, your pet Instagram—you have an Instagram for your pet, Andrew?
0: Yes, yeah. At Brooklyn Doodle Dog on Instagram, <laughs> he has three hundred fifty-one followers. I'm gonna turn him yeah. into an influencer. I gotta start. You off totally the...
1: should. Yeah, he's got he's the gorgeous. face for it. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, like, even though it is, I follow it. So <laughs> <Good>. Maybe I. <I'm... laughs> You drink exclusively hot coffee. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. On two fronts millennial front and the gay front. I'm sorry. It's true. Gays
0: drink iced coffee. That's the thing that they do, mm-hmm. the cold brews. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Pat does Not that. to invalidate your uh, sexuality, but are you sure?
0: <laughs> Sometimes I think I'm straight. Sometimes I think I'm straight. I have straight tendencies. Oh my gosh.
1: Don't give all the fangirls that chance again.
0: I kind of want to buy a truck. What? Oh, ooh. <laughs> you are, are you going to be one of those like
1: candy men gays? You know? <laughs> I don't know. Me in a truck. Yeah. I love that. That's I'm pretty straight
0: that. of me. I'm on my quest. Wait.
1: Goes from Tesla to truck. Well, hmm. an electric
0: truck. That's what I was thinking.
1: Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, God. That, you know what? That is really gay. Getting an electric <laughs> truck okay, is really gay. Okay, but never really mind. Gay. Never mind. Um, being a Disney adult. Oof. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oof? Wow. Pam and I are both I insulted love, by that No, one.
1: I love Disney adults. I am one myself. Again, super millennial. Gen Z will do nothing but make fun of these people. So those are your top millennial things, Andrew. I think you really own the millennial essence. It's probably why you're, you know, you created this show. <laughs> 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 um, but we love you anyway, and I want to say that even though you have all these millennial things, you're all Gen Z approved.
0: Oh, stamp. that's Wait, so sweet. Let me
1: get a stamp. Gen Z approved stamp. <laughs> <laughs> Pam. Yes. Harry Potter fandom, we already went over that. Millennial AF. The polka dots is a little millennial. I don't know if I can explain this one except just polka dots feel millennial. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I think that it pairs along with twee fashion, which you've talked about before, I think in After Dark. Um, yes. But I think twee fashion is very millennial. I think twee fashion was at its height when millennials were in their 20s, um, and the Zoe Deschanel aesthetic that you do beautifully. Oh, thank you, thank you. She is she mm-hmm, is a style yeah. icon in my eyes. So it's yeah, <laughs> it's a little millennial. Um, the wine drinking, <laughs> being into wine.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, wine's pretty millennial i don't gen z like some of you know some of us are into wine um we but we make fun of it a lot is it all about the hard seltzer with the gen Zers? ears <laughs> <laughs> um i think it's been i think it's like binge drinking um to fill the existential dread but that could also just be like you know gen z's 20 in their 20s and younger so we're still binge drinking
0: millennials do that too
1: binge drink oh okay oh you know what Andy does on his weekends (laughs)
0: no well (laughs) depends on what your definition of binge is i guess white
1: claws white claws are probably the drink that defines gen z or older gen z's like myself i think that white claw was just at the height of rage that's um, so funny because
0: i know millennials are obsessed with hard seltzers too does that make it less cool
1: no. Okay. No. Okay. Millennials liking something doesn't immediately make Gen Z hate it. <laughs> it feels like it
0: sometimes.
1: <laughs> no. Okay. No. You know what? Like Gen Z makes fun of millennials. But at the end of the day, I think that a lot of Gen Z recognize that millennials paved the way for us to be the way that we are. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, to be fair, like we're the closest in age. We have the closest, you know, stereotypes, closest ways of being. That's just how that goes. So, no, we don't hate millennials. We're not trying to start a generation war. But, yeah, I think, I think we do make fun of some things that millennials make fun of, just like you guys probably made fun of stupid Gen X
0: stuff. Yeah, definitely. That's mm-hmm. a good point.
1: The side part, Pam, we already went over that. I have a side part, too. <laughs> um, you know, some people just don't have the face shape to rock a middle part, and Gen Z needs to hop off their high horse about middle parts. Get over it. Um and then worshiping coffee shops. Did you add this, Pam? It's a great point. No, I added it. Andrew. I added it. Yeah. Oh, Pam, oh, Pam is so
0: into coffee shops, coffee shop culture. You know, Gilmore it's, Girls it's, and the well, coffee it's shop. Also because
1: like I worked in, co- I, I worked at a coffee shop for a while. Yeah. So it's yeah. like kind of like ingrained. Especially this is gonna make me sound probably like it's adding to your point. I because I was working in craft coffee specifically. It's like you kind of get swept <laughs> up in that culture even if you don't. Want want to you know because then mm-hmm. like everybody you know is doing that and then like everybody knows every other shop it's it's like its own little world it's crazy
0: <laughs> and the reason I it's added very it is because I just can't picture Gen Zers like of course they get coffee of some sort but I just can't picture Gen Zers like being all about coffee shops in the same way
1: um You know what? I actually think that Gen Z does get into coffee shops. Not in like the blatant hipster way that millennials did. (laughs) Um, But I think that we still appreciate like a really good coffee shop. I think we're really into like artisan drinks like that Ooh. have lavender in them or some you know bullshit like that matcha gen z likes That's, matcha you gotta go to a hipster coffee shop for that stuff. yeah exactly gen z is really actually also into asian flavors in drinks like like, we just, like are obsessed yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah ube is definitely one of them but no, no, I think Pam is giving hipster a little bit. I don't think I really it goes Listen, it goes with now. the Twee aesthetic. So I guess you yes, know. Yes, <laughs> I was about to say, mm-hmm. And I, I decided to give Laura just a, a shout out, even <laughs> though she's not here. Um Laura has given in to the man. Uh she is a corporate job. This is what I laugh my ass <laughs> off at.
0: Laura. Right, which is gives funny because she's band. like the
1: least the least, you know, she's like very anti capitalism. She's like, you know, <laughs> really gung ho, liberal, but she's given in to the man. But she Chloe, has...
0: people have to give in to the man to get a I job. I agree with you. Okay, I'm just okay. saying
1: it's kind of millennial for her. And I will say, Andrew and Pam being, you know, making your own schedule, being freelancers, that's like super Gen Z and cool of you. Yes. Like everyone wants that. Yeah. And Laura and I both have given into the man. I've also given to the man. I oh, work I for a say. nonprofit, but you know, it's still it's okay. you know, sitting at a desk. Bleh. But you were telling and us you work
0: also... your own hours, right? There's a lot of yeah, flexibility. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: well, I make my own rules. That's how that goes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I will say, um, Laura's emo past is pretty millennial. The hair. You know the <laughs> the emo bands the hot topic liking that's all pretty millennial
0: jemima said laura's serving capitalism
1: <laughs> <laughs> i liked Catherine. it's serving millennial look everyone's doing so good at incorporating these new terms yes. i'm so proud of you
0: good job uh, patrons. everybody
1: <laughs> fabulous Fabulous And uh, job.
0: finally, Millennial itself is millennial. Is yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, Millennial. The Millennial show's pretty millennial. I think that goes without saying. But even the tagline, Gen Z has decided that the word, word adulting is stupid and we hate it.
0: Oh, uh um, And it's
1: quite literally in our tagline. So <laughs> we couldn't get more millennial than that, which you know what? Success, Andrew and Pam. <laughs> Good branding. Okay, We've I'm not saying it.
0: fake adulting, but real talk anymore. I guess at the start no, of the show, I don't want to turn that. off the Gen I think Zers. It's so cute. Okay. No,
1: well, screw them. Screw knowing the Gen, Gen Z.
0: It's gonna come back in style again, right? adulting True. will be cool at some give point. Give it,
1: give it ten years, and it'll be ironically cool. <laughs>
0: Chloe, you're going to quiz us on a couple of Gen Z items, right?
1: I am. And I actually even went to my Instagram followers, mostly Gen Zers, and asked them to confuse y'all. <laughs> um, they came up with crazy words that are so obscure. And like, yes, I knew them, but I was like, oh, God, I can't do this to Andrew and Pam. <laughs> so I I gave you like the inter- intermediate ones. Okay. So th- the warm up is a Gen Z culture question. Which of these pieces of hashtag millennial culture did Gen Z not cancel? So we've canceled a lot of millennial things that you like. We've just talked about this. But what did we not cancel? A, skinny jeans. B, twilight. C, buzzfeed. Sorry, Jemima. And D, (laughs) rose
0: gold. Oh, man. Not cancel. So not cancel. I want I wanna say Twilight because Twilight has made a comeback.
1: That would be my guess as well, specifically because of the Twilight Renaissance. <laughs> <laughs> That's a real thing. You're both right. You're yes. both right. The Twilight Renaissance is excellent. I will say, I'm not sure why Gen Z hasn't canceled. It's Twilight. because it's I ironically, read Twilight. I loved it. Like yes, it's irony, yes. right? Yeah. It's irony. It's so bad. I mean, rewatch the first movie. The writing is oh, atrocious. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm really it's, glad it's that other watch. people are like living the experience that I've lived for years, catching reruns right. of the first movie on <laughs> TV and thinking about how some of these lines I was convinced I just made up. And no, it's actually real people. Not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah re-pe- Real people don't talk like um, the way that they talk in Twilight. But yeah, apparently Gen Z has decided that we're not canceling Twilight. Give it a few years, and then we'll all, you know, realize that Bella's a horrible example to set um, for women everywhere. Oh, that's been but... discussed.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. yeah, and Edward's obsession.
1: Yeah. Gen Z slang words. Andrew, you're gonna really like this one. I have a feeling. <laughs> um, the suffix Usi.
0: <laughs> okay, this one. I kind of have an idea okay. of what it means. So, mm-hmm. like you're you're really into it. You're obsessed with it. You kind of wanna. You, when I think of usi, I think of like thrusting into it. <laughs> like you want to fuck it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my well. gosh, that was that was visual. Um, I would say that it is more of like you add it. It's a word that you add on to something. So the example that I put is he put his whole Phil Ussy into the Tarzan soundtrack, meaning Phil Collins. And it means that he put his whole, you know, he put his all into that. Okay, yeah. If you put your Ussy into something, it means like, My Cloosi did really great on that podcast recording.
0: (laughs) You put everything into it. You, Uh, yeah, exactly.
1: uh. I wish everyone could see that. Andrew is literally thrusting (laughs) right now. Patrons, I hope you're enjoying that. But (laughs) yes, that is correct. What about himbo?
0: I have no clue what this means. Pam, do you? I
1: do know what himbo means.
0: (laughs) Yes, Pam. What is himbo? is
1: a a male bimbo. Um, So it's a guy that's like super attractive. There's some discrepancy over how buff a himbo needs to be, but more muscles, the better usually. (laughs) Not a lot going on up here, but he's got the spirit and he respects women. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He respects women. He's hot and he's kind of dumb. It's the male version of a bimbo himbo. Andrew's a himbo. Just kidding. Woo! Just kidding. Just kidding. Oh, you're very attractive and respectful of women, but you're too smart to be a himbo, I think, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. okay. The last one, this one is pretty obscure, and I threw this in as like a ooh, let's see if you can get it. Poor little meow meow.
0: <laughs> and your example here is Kylo Ren from Star Wars. So I'm thinking yes. like Just kind of a, he's sad, a little uh, skinny, sad skinny boy.
1: (laughs) Kylo Ren is not skinny. Adam Driver Uh, is a tank. Okay. Um, But (laughs) valid. You're not too far off. It's really like the anti-hero. You know, it's the bad guy that you can't help but love, for example, Kylo Ren. Um, email boys, probably also a good description. I th- I feel like you were nearing there, Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a K- K-pop origin um, word. And I will say with Gen Z, K-pop has made a huge impact on our generation. Um, a lot of their words, their phrases, their even hand movements have made it into mainstream Gen Z culture. So that was my little Gen Z um, 101. Thank you. Updated a couple months later for everyone.
0: I look forward to our next update with Chloe. Yes. Fantastic. So to wrap this up. I'll age
1: out of this, though. I won't be cool (laughs) anymore (laughs) for a little
0: bit. So I want to turn the tables now. And I thought we could do a little uh, quiz asking you if you know certain millennial things. Okay. We'll
1: see here. So
0: Pam and I both have questions for you.
1: Okay. How many top friends were you allowed to set on MySpace? So it was my space top 8. Yes. Oh, yes. That's it. Yes. 100%. Okay, we should preface this. I'm a millennial. Some I know. people consider me like I'm cusp, right? So I, I got some millennial tendencies. So we, I I purposely tried to, you know, do some harder ones cuz I know that you mentioned that last time we had you on to talk about Gen yeah. Z. You would both be in my MySpace Top 8. Oh, wow.
0: Aww. Is that cute? Is
1: that cute to say? Did yeah, yes. that's cute? cute.
0: That is cute. I think I had a t-shirt that said, like, MySpace Top 8 or something like that.
1: You know what? If you brought that back, that would be really cool.
0: Yeah, very retro.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gen Z'd be like, that's hot. <laughs>
0: Okay, what's what's your next question?
1: Okay, um, this one might be a little bit harder unless you were also a Pokemon fan. Obviously, that was a big thing for millennials. So in the original Pokemon Red and Blue Game Boy games, which of these was not a Pokemon you could start your quest out with? Is it A, Pikachu, Ooh. B, Bulbasaur, C, Charmander, or D, Squirtle? Ooh, okay, I did trade Pokemon cards at camp. Mm. Okay, I want to go with Bulbazar, B, um, just because I feel like the other three are the ones I think of when I think of Pokemon. Like they're like the main three I would think of, and like you can't get rid of those because those are the cutest in my op- uh, in my opinion. So <laughs> I'm gonna go B Bulbazar. It's actually honestly that's a good guess. It's actually a Pikachu, and what? I know, and it doesn't make any sense that's because crazy. on the show ash starts out with pikachu so yeah the, like when this game came out i remember specifically my brother and i you know got a copy we were playing it and he was like well you can't get pikachu that's so dumb and he was like distraught that you had to go and catch one <laughs> damn shane in the discord just said
0: fail no. <laughs> Shoot. they they did change it they did change yeah. that so you know now you can well in some games you can i believe okay good we got her how about this? What was the original color of the Live Strong wristbands? These were very popular when we were growing up. Yellow. Yes, damn it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they were yellow.
0: That was a Lance Armstrong thing helping fight cancer. Okay.
1: And <laughs> Yes, I remember.
0: <laughs> last question, what did Sam Goody sell?
1: Yeah, no idea. This one <laughs> yes. I don't even know who Sam Goody is.
0: So, <laughs> Is that it, that a was person? <laughs> it was a store in the mall in the mall and they sell like okay. movies and cds which are coming back oh. we're gonna have to talk about that at some point yeah, cd sales God. have I'm been so excited. up <laughs> oh, good good so all right so you you got two of them right that's good. Or, yeah.
1: Right? Again, yeah. Cusper, but yeah. I mean, I remember Blockbuster, but that's kind of it when it comes to like movie renting.
0: That was Yeah, exactly. Sam Goody, mm-hmm. you bought DVDs and you you kept them.
1: Oh. Do you know what's so funny about this question? <laughs> <laughs> I we never I never had a Sam Goody near me growing up. It was like this was like okay. non existent where I lived. So, do they sell VH- VHS too? <laughs> I, I guess. I, don't I mean, know probably at question. some point. Where would you go? We got all our VHS tapes from Costco, honestly, because, you know, Mama G loved a bargain. Mm, true. So. <laughs> I will say I'm home right now and I noticed yesterday that I have like an entire VHS collection of the Barbie movies. Um, <laughs> love that. So,
0: all right. Turning to our next topic today. This was kind of inspired by pain that is inflicted upon me every day. And I know everybody else is having this issue too. (laughs) (laughs) Spam calls and text messages have been on the rise. You two must get these daily, right? Mm -hmm. And spam texts have gotten worse. Like I was getting those maybe once a month, maybe once a week. Now I'm getting spam texts every damn day. Same. I saw this report earlier today. The average person received 42 spam texts in the month of March, according to the Whoa. call text blocking app RoboKiller. So, yeah, it's become a big problem. And actually, this issue was in the headlines recently when many Verizon customers received text messages from their own phone number. Yeah, Verizon was like, oh, we've identified the issue. It was from spammers who figured out some sort of loophole, but that just shows you how out of control it's gotten. And Pam, I know when we were planning this discussion, you received some some selfies from bots. What?
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like they look like, you know, normal selfies. It's just some maybe like 20-something blonde girl. And it just kind of seemed like the message was, it made it kind of sound like, you know it was a wrong number and she was texting somebody from like a dating app or something that blonde <laughs> yeah. girl the horror but yeah so um i i took a screenshot and i sent it to my friend andrea because she had i remembered that she had told me she had gotten uh something similar and she ended up texting back because the person asked like where she was like where are you like I'm waiting here and she was like I don't know if this is like spam or if this is somebody that's actually waiting for a date and she went back and forth and she ended up like texting the person back saying wrong number and they said okay thank you (laughs) and so I sent her a screenshot of these text messages that I had got and I said not sure if spam or or actually wrong number she goes it's spam I got that same picture with different text, and a friend of mine also got that same picture with different text." Oh my god poor girl who is this big this girl's picture they're using i have no idea but you're right like it's clearly a picture that some that some spammers took from probably just the internet like clearly just looks like a normal selfie how sad it's not me right no, it's not you.
0: <laughs> I would be honored if it were me. Um, So this actually what? happened to me too. A young blonde girl, probably in her 20s, nose piercing. So this girl, and by the way, the area code that it's allegedly coming from is my phone number's area code. So I just get a photo of this girl close up, attractive girl. I like fucking with the bots. So I replied, hottie. She replies, oh shit, I must have gave this to the wrong man. <laughs> Anywho, I crave someone to show me a seductive time tonight. What are you up to today? I said, Unfortunately, I suck fat cock. I'm not into women. If you know any hot guys with giant cocks, please let me know. This is just for my own personal amusement, you know? She sends back a full frontal nude. (laughs) Full frontal. No. Put her oh my goodness. No. No. U- Are, Are you kidding? Yes, it? because you <laughs> fucked
1: with her. <laughs> oh I my God. I won't post that. God. I'll post just I the face in our believe... Discord so people can. <laughs> I crave seductive time. That really is not sexy at all. If anyone said I crave a seductive time to me, I'd block them. I'd Andrew, say this is the goodbye. Same girl's
0: picture really, <laughs> we both got the same girl coming <laughs> after us. Damn.
1: Yes. Wait, you got a full frontal nude no-, <laughs> no, no? Because I didn't reply back. I guess if I would have, I might have. But I got this same picture because, like, oh, poor you see, girl. like, it looks like a normal person. It doesn't look like you know. Yeah, it doesn't look it like doesn't a look spammer. Like it could be a fake. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The unfortunately, I suck <laughs> cock really gets me. Um,
0: I just cracked myself up messing with them. But yeah, so um, as we see, it has gotten quite bad. I also had a weird experience yesterday with a spam call. I've also started, um, and I picked this up from Pat, I started messing with the spam callers. So for a year or two now, when a spammer calls Pat, Pat will actually answer and he'll say, Sapphire Strip Club, how can we make your lap happy? And just really throws off the person on the other end. Oh, my
1: God.
0: So I've started doing this, too. That's
1: everything. (laughs) I'd keep. I'd stay on the phone with that person. I'd be like, can you tell me more about the services you offer?
0: <laughs> but then, so yesterday I, I answered, and I didn't say that, but I just, to fuck with them again, I just started screaming into the phone. I just went, ah, and then hung up, like mid scream <laughs> But they called back immediately, and I know it's a bot system doing it, <laughs> and I kept doing these different things to fuck with them. A second after I hung up, I would get a call from another number, Again, same area code as my own. Immediately. So finally, after like the eighth different number in the span of like 90 seconds. You did this eight times? They kept calling back.
1: Oh my God. So
0: this time, the last time, I said, hello. And then they they started identifying themselves. And I said, please stop calling me. And then I hung up. And after that, it stopped. So you can't even fuck with them for fun. Because they, they'll call back immediately. <laughs> you have to say, don't call me.
1: Hey, Andrew. I'm calling about your car's extended warranty. Yep. Um. Yep. Do you mind calling back? That is the only one that I get. I don't oh, get so any lucky. real people. I only get that my car's extended warranty <laughs> and it follows me. Yeah, that's become it. a big
0: meme online because everybody seems to be getting those damn warranty calls, alleged warranty calls. But anyway, it's out of control. What can we do about it? Well, there is the National Do Not Call Registry, which is a load up crap you can add your number (laughs) you still get calls though it makes no difference you get
1: less no difference
0: no difference i don't i don't think i see any difference you can report calls and texts to the ftc but who's gonna do that when you're getting so many of these calls and texts i just learned this today at&t verizon and t-mobile customers can forward spam texts to 7726 and Then they also ask you for the number that the spam call came from or the text came from. Then I guess they'll investigate it. I was thinking like, maybe I should just get a new phone number and give that phone number out to very, very few people and see if that makes a difference. Oh,
1: exclusivity, like a celebrity, huh? Yeah. like That could work because I think the way that people get spam texts is through us submitting our number online, not actually people getting, you know, your friends having your phone number.
0: No, of course. Yeah. And they want real people. So they're just looking out for those real numbers to to spam and text. But you're absolutely right. Something else I realized this morning, I was looking at a New York Times article about this issue. When you put in your phone number at, say, a restaurant or a coffee shop for their frequent flyer programs for your quote unquote membership, you may trust the coffee shop or the restaurant But you don't know what app they're using to store your number, Mm -hmm. and that company might be selling the phone numbers that they collect to data brokers, which actually John Oliver did a piece on a few weeks ago and how all our data gets distributed multiple times, and that's why we get so many spam emails, calls, and texts. So that's another reason why I'm thinking maybe get a new number. Don't give my actual number out to restaurants and stuff. What you can do is actually get a free phone number through Google Voice. And then you can just use that phone number anytime you're at a coffee shop or wherever else. So I'm thinking of testing this. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I should test it just for the show to see if this actually makes a difference.
1: Do it for the show, baby.
0: <laughs> I don't even want people calling me anyway. I hate talking on the phone. Do Gen Zers love or yes. hate? Yes. Hate it.
1: Andrew hates talking on the phone. He hates voice memos. Don't send them to him. Oh, we've
0: spoken about this on Millennial.
1: Yes, because I love sending voice memos. I think it's cute, and I had a, you know, Andrew and I were complaining about something that happened. Um, I get it. Sometimes and it's I easier. Wanted to rant. Speak. Yeah. yeah, I wanted to rant. I wanted to send a voice memo. Instead, I had to type it out because <laughs> I know Andrew doesn't like voice
0: memos. But here's Ugh. here's the thing about voice memos. First, you have to stop what you're doing to listen to it. And this is why I don't like watching videos online. I don't like voice memos because you have to stop what you're doing. Stop what you're listening to. I have to stop editing to listen to somebody rants.
1: Somebody. Not a, I'm not somebody. I, I, well, use. I'm just
0: speaking generally.
1: I also typed out a long message to Pam. <laughs> She um, did. She did. Because but I did. Pam to said be she fair, didn't like voice memos either. See? To be fair, I said that I would make an exception for you. <laughs> and you chose to type it out. But I didn't want to didn't type type be the asshole listen, that sent you a voice memo when you don't no, no, like no. <laughs> L- Listen, it's because there are people that abuse the voice memo ah. system. And so it gets old really fast. And also like Andrew, you know, I ha- I've had in the past some people, they send a voice m- memo and then they just assume that I'm able to listen to it right away because I work from home.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: they treat it like a text. It's like, If you want a response right away, like, text me because at least I'll see that pop up. I'm not going to have time to stop, like, what
0: Andrew's saying. Stop everything I'm doing to, like,
1: listen to your voice memo. Sorry. Or what if,
0: like, you're at a party or you're watching a TV show with somebody? Like, you got to pause what you're doing to, to listen.
1: But if you don't like I get abuse it, I get the your technology points. and like you're okay with me like not listening to your voice memo until maybe the end of the day sometimes, and that's fine. Well, instead you got an essay long text from me with paragraphs. <laughs> you did, you it, did. Was it was great. I appreciate it. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was very long. It was so long that I typed it in a Google Doc. In case you guys were wondering. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, sorry. <laughs> Chloe and from beyond. you.
0: I, I will grant you an exception here on the show today I right do. now voice memo the shit out of me i'll listen to but here's <laughs> here's my thing about the voice memos if you do send them i can't promise i'm going to listen straight away that's all i need people to know i'll listen to it when i can that i think is, that's is that fair so yeah
1: kind and fair i feel so <laughs> special that you both have given me exceptions and i'm happy now
0: okay Great. So anyway, (laughs) there is another feature that iPhone and Android both have. You can actually mute unknown callers. And this can be nice. This is just a quick way to... mute anybody who you don't have in your contact list in iphone you go to settings then phone then there's a silence unknown callers setting you can turn on and this will silence calls from unknown numbers and send them directly to voicemail and display them on your recents list so it's not like those numbers won't be listed at all on your phone you'll still get a record in case it is somebody who uh you genuinely know who needed to get in touch with you Android has a similar feature. Like I said, you go into the phone app, you go to settings, you tap block block numbers and then toggle on the block unknown caller setting. I tried having this on. The problem is, let's say you're going to have a plumber come over or you're getting a verification call from your bank or the bank's trying to call you. Those number, those calls are going to go directly to voicemail. And that's what happened to me a couple times where it unintentionally sent a call to voicemail that I wouldn't normally want to be sent to voicemail. So I ended up turning this feature off because I just didn't want to risk it anymore. I have also tried I I have Verizon. They have a call filtering app you can download and they'll they'll filter calls out for you. But the call still comes in and not only do you get the notification about the call, but you get another notification from Verizon saying this is a spam call. <laughs> so you're just getting two notifications for each spam call. I'm like, this this doesn't well, help, and it's not even working. I mean, at least it like,
1: what if you didn't know it was a spam call?
0: I just assume every phone number I don't have is a spam call. Really? Yes, unless I it's a Vegas same, area honestly. code. The good thing about living here in Vegas is it's not. The area code that I have on my actual phone number. So anytime I see my area code from New Jersey, I just assume it's a spam call. Nobody's calling me in New Jersey unless I already have their number. That's
1: true. That's true. I usually get calls now from D.C. rather than San Diego. That's smart. So I guess that's smart, Andrew. Well, I didn't
0: intend to i didn't move out here to to thwart True. spam callers <laughs>
1: clever though you thought of it
0: yeah so maybe that's a good way to thwart people <laughs> or figure out if it's a spam call or not so and then verizon you can pay for like a a, a premium call filtering app i'm like verizon this is your job to filter out that's the calls so and crack down on they spam. want to
1: squeeze more money out yeah, of you you're already exactly. of, so much yeah. money Blech.
0: Those are my tips. Like I said, you can try joining the National Do Not Call Registry. You can set up a Google Voice number and use that number for frequent flyer programs, etc. Or you can turn on these settings built into iPhone and Android. There are some options. But really, I think the carriers need to take care of this. The phone makers need to take care of this. And the government needs to step in and do something. Increase the fines. Start going after people more. Something. Because it's getting worse and worse.
1: I think that the people that fall prey to spam calls are folks that this wasn't the norm. So I think they tend, yeah, the older generations and even my mom, sometimes she's like, is this like, Cause the package ones, especially that were really popular a while ago, mm-hmm. like she, she was like really falling for those. And I'm like, do not press that link. They're like, that is not real. But as someone who orders something like, Oh, they have my phone number. They could text me. Like, yeah. that's the sad part. Like people can lose money. People can get oh yeah uh, and, identity and stolen from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, my mom works at a bank and I I can't e- the number of times she has told us stories about, you know, especially older people falling victim to scams and wiring money or being on the cusp of wiring money is insane and it's only getting worse. And I cannot. Uh publicly talk about some of these things, unfortunately, mm-hmm. but just like just know that some of these are crazy and it's it is really sad because you know they're older people that are yeah you know, they don't know,
0: yeah, it is really sad, so be careful.
1: I wanted to talk about face filters and also just uh touching up photos in general um this is something that. I've been thinking about for a while as a user of TikTok, where it feels like almost every other video I watch, someone's using some kind of filter on their face. And then I saw this feature over on BuzzFeed News that was talking about cosmetic surgery filters. And this report specifically points out that lately, there's been a push from both Gen Z and millennials to cut cut back on any filters that you know, alter your face to the point where it looks like you got uh, quite a bit of work done. So obviously, filters aren't anything new, you know, Snapchat, probably is credited to uh, for popularizing the use of filters, which they call lenses. Um, So that was back in 2015. But it's never been more accessible to filter your face and quite easily as well, on other platforms like TikTok, for example, and also Instagram as well. Uh, Even Zoom has beauty filters. You can ask them to touch up your appearance. And, you know, a lot of us have been using Zoom a lot over the course of the pandemic as well. So with all of that in mind, I wanted to know, just to kick things off, how we personally feel about the use of filters and also just uh, appearance-altering apps like FaceTune as well.
0: Yeah, I was glad you wanted to talk about this because it's a thought that I've had too, because I feel like people have become more reliant on face filters. And it can be unhealthy from a mental health perspective. But also, I'm just thinking about like you create these unrealistic expectations about yourself. And then what happens when you go in public? (laughs) You can't manipulate your face and your body and your teeth. They're nice features. They're easy features. They can be helpful. I've used the face Filter on Zoom to to touch up my face without having to put. Haven't we
1: all? Yeah, to
0: cover up blemishes (laughs) and stuff. It's great. I've used some of the Snapchat ones as well, but I really do think that they are dangerous.
1: They are, and I think that there's this huge shift that's happened since these filters have come out. That people used to look better in real life than they did online because certain people aren't photogenic. Or they didn't take a good photo. So when you saw someone in person, it was like, oh, wow, like, you're beautiful. It's the opposite now because you can doctor photos yourself. You can use Facetune, Photoshop, these filters. So when you meet someone in real life, you're like, hmm, you look better online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's this huge change. Um, you know, I deal with filters a lot and editing photos a lot just because of my job. And listen, I use filters. Um, I think that the the good thing about filters on these apps is that you they tell you if you're using them unless you like save the picture and re-upload it, whatever. But Um, most of the time if you're just using a filter directly in the app, they'll tell you that it's filtered. And there I don't think there's really like any harm in the filters that like blur your blemishes. Yeah. Okay. There's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but for me, it's a huge deal because of the layers that come underneath it. Like, okay, you use a filter why are you using that filter? And it comes down to societal norms and pressure regarding beauty standards. Um, It comes down to, you know, Eurocentric features seemingly being the best or the wanted features. Um, And also it comes down to honesty and transparency as well. So there's so many layers here to just, you know, Picking a fun face filter that you think you look good in. Okay, but what is the story behind that? And why do we need to use them or have them in the first place? I'm glad you brought up the Eurocentric features point because a lot of the filters are catered for better or worse to um, Eurocentric features. Uh, Even like something as rudimentary as you know, Instagram filters for your photos that pretty much just alter lighting. Um, I'm, I'm fairly light skinned for somebody that is Mexican American, for example, but even I, it's a little bit better now. I think they've gotten a little bit better in terms of the lighting filters on Instagram, but back when Instagram kind of first started in the first maybe like five seven years of the app I because I just I have a lot of white friends a lot of times they would put filters on that would make them look tan but then I would look extremely dark yeah so it doesn't always work you mm-hmm. know and then like but it like and I know that it, it could happen the other way around like I could use a, a filter that was more catering to like my skin tone and then it would wash them out Um, and but I always thought it was kind of funny that most people that were paler than me were always like oh, I look so washed out I wish you had like darkened the photo a bet you put a tan I was like but then I'm not like yeah realistically portraying my skin tone and it's so hard to like make people see that or make people see that you know even like like the ring light for example that I'm yeah. using for this show makes me probably look more a little bit more pale than I am, even though I am, like I said, more light skinned. So mm-hmm. uh, that's an issue as well, for sure. No, that's and it goes so the other true. way too, with like darkening skin tones for mm-hmm. for people that are lighter as well. So, yeah, I mean, I'm in an interracial relationship, and he is really dark skin, and there's no filters that I could use that would work for both of us. So I don't. Um, but. For the first part of our relationship, you know, as someone who does social media, I did use filters before I used Lightroom and I edited my photos in a very particular way every time and that doesn't work. Um, So it's definitely and I think that um, more than anything, it's just this one note filter. All of the filters that cosmetically alter you, they make your lips bigger and they make your nose smaller, period. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, and I mean the FaceTune app which I've used and I'll admit I've used it to whiten my teeth a couple of times. Uh especially yeah. when the 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 um the lighting maybe made my teeth look not as good as I think they do. Um that FaceTune app lets you manipulate the shape of your face, uh mm-hmm. your skin tone, your teeth. They have a lot of very granular settings and it's worrying. That people might become very reliant on manipulating, not just the face, like we're establishing here, like covering up blemishes, that's fine. And look, even if you want to put a little bit of a filter over your whole face, I'm not like too bothered by that or too worried about that. But like, if you're manipulating your body, that's when I get worried.
1: Yeah, I mean, I used a filter yesterday uh, and posted on Instagram that made me look tanner. I got no problem with that. But it tells you, right? <laughs> your birthday. We'll let it. We'll let
0: it. We'll let it.
1: <laughs> Listen, I looked hot, Andrew. I wanted to post a selfie. Um, I think that the issue with Facetune is the lack of transparency, right? When you're on Snapchat and when you're on Instagram and you're using a filter, it tells you. Mm-hmm. But when you're using Facetune and someone posts something, you have no idea. I use yeah. Facetune... Actually, for my other job, I never edit anyone on Millennial or MuggleCast because they're perfect. They don't need any editing. Um, But every once in a while, I use it for my other job. Um, And the thing about Facetune 2 specifically, which is the latest and most updated one, is it looks so real to the point where it's almost unclockable. Mm -hmm. And they do it for you. So you can press a button and it'll change what you want it to. Facetune one, you had to actually do it yourself. Um, And it's scary. And there's some things you can do that are harmless, right? Changing the lighting, lightening your teeth, getting out blemishes, whatever. But the issue is celebrities and influencers using Facetune and those who have more money like celebrities using Photoshop and having you think that that's just the way that they look. When in reality, it couldn't be further from what they actually look like. And that is the harm, right? Because you and I, we all we know that people are using Facetune. What about the 11, 12-year-olds that are on Instagram for the mm. first time and they're looking at models and they're looking at celebrities and they're thinking, why don't I look like that? Why do I have the hair there and they don't? Why do I look a certain way? I want to look that way. And the Kardashians, I think, are the worst. And we can go into that later a little bit. But um, this, this perfect image that's so curated and crafted is damaging. It, it's creating mental health problems. It's creating unrealistic expectations of what people look like. My issue is like, if you're editing your photos, you better be telling people Yeah. Don't present it as the truth.
0: You bring up a good point about Snapchat and Instagram, you know, notifying people when a filter is being used. I can't see myself, though, like, let's say I whiten my teeth in a photo. I'm not going to put at the bottom of it. Like, I whiten my teeth in this photo, by the way.
1: That's harmless, though. Yeah. (laughs) True. If you're making your butt bigger or, you know, (laughs) making your bicep bigger or, you know, those sort of things, like. That is not cool. Yeah. That isn't cool.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and I, it's your insecurities. And I get not yours, Andrew. I'm just saying in general. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Like that's insecurities. Sure. But the issue is that it's like just piling on insecurities for other people as well.
0: And we also have to note that, I mean, this is an issue that's been around for a really long time. Think of magazine magazine covers, people being touched up and manipulated so they look more attractive on the cover. And then kids look at those in the grocery store aisles. Why don't I look like this?
1: It's just gotten worse. Chloe, you've, you've talked a little bit about throughout this discussion about your job and stuff. And I know that you've also mentioned to us before that you have a lot of friends that are in social media professionally. So I wanted to know, like, is there like an ethical protocol involved in terms of what you do when it comes to digitally altering images or is that just something that's not um ever addressed and the only reason I ask this is because with traditional journalism um like they talked about this a lot when I was in school mm-hmm. uh specifically with news so not like fashion magazines that's like completely different but like in terms of news there's really only so much that you can do to alter a photo Because if you go too far, then it's a misrepresentation Mm -hmm. and it's like essentially like you're lying basically. So um, how does it work in the social media world? So there's really no protocol for influencers, um, especially since it's so new and like the industry grew so much so rapidly. Um, There isn't really protocol when it comes to what you can and can't do in terms of transparency with editing. Like, your favorite influencer, let me just say this now, on air is editing her photos or his photos or their photos, period. I don't care where, who it is, they're editing their photos. They could be doing it in a min- like minimalistic way, but they are because they're perfectly crafting this image that they want. And influencers and those that I'm friends with, Facetune their photos almost immediately. In my experience, they pick their favorite one and they go straight to Facetune or if they're more advanced Photoshop, they're at least putting a filter on it. Unless they're one of those authentic influencers and their whole brand is that they don't edit, but they're still editing their photos a little. Maybe, Maybe it's changing the brightness, whatever it is. Like there's very few photos out there now that it's like, oh, I just uploaded that to Instagram without touching it, without, you know, whatever. Um, I think for me, because I'm often posting, like I'm not an influencer myself. I have like a solid amount of followers, but I do social media for other people. Right. And when I'm posting pictures of other people, that's where there is ethics. Right. I cannot edit someone else Unless they tell me to. So and the other the awkwardness in that is that what if there's multiple people in a photo and someone asks me to edit them, but not other people. So they, you know, are blemish free and have white teeth, whatever it is they ask me to do. But the other people aren't and it's like well then do i go back and do i edit those other people to match that one person or do i go back and ask those people and it's super it's a gray area because there's no really like this is the way that you do it this is what you have to do um and most people don't tell you when something's edited they're not transparent about it because who wants to be like oh yeah i edited this photo kind of like what andrew said earlier who wants to be like oh i didn't like the way that i looked in this picture I didn't think I looked perfect. So I edited this and this and this. Um, So there's not really a protocol. I think people just decide. So I have my own standard of ethics (laughs) when it comes to editing uh, people's pictures. Um, And I think that's pretty common unless a company has like a company-wide protocol. That's yeah, that's so interesting. Um, And I never really thought about group photos in terms Mm -hmm. of social media posting. I guess it's marginally better than what it was like before with magazines where they didn't even ask you if you wanted to get touched up. They just did it. I will never touch someone up unless they ask. I that is not the business that I'm in, though, specifically like it's different when you're in the beauty industry or maybe the fashion industry. Like I'm posting um, for a nonprofit. I don't need to edit these pictures to make people look specific way um but that's not the case with influencers or brands do we ever look back on photos that we um touched up and and think (sighs) now in hindsight that we went back like we went a little too far with it
0: yes yes oh my god there's times where i'm like you know because sometimes you do this when maybe um it's at night, so your phone brightness isn't as high up when you're just watching in <laughs> bed, looking at it in bed. And then you look the next day and you're like, what was I thinking with that? There's
1: a wonky line somewhere. <laughs> well, yeah, or
0: just, it just looks overly processed. That's my problem. I have a couple photos on Instagram where I'm like, I look back on that and I think it just looks kind of, it looks like I used the Facetune app. Though it's funny, there's one photo from a couple years ago. I won't say which one because I don't want everybody going and looking for it. But I think it is so obvious the face tuning I did on that. Specifically, I cleaned up my appearance and whitened my teeth. I look at this photo and I'm like, oh my God, this is so fake. I should delete this. You know
1: that everyone's going to go look, right? But
0: here's the funny thing to me. Pat and I were recently talking about this specific photo, not in the context of, I think I look fake as fuck. He was like, oh, that's a really good photo of you. I'm like, yeah, it's because I facetuned the shit out of my face, but he's Aww. like, "But he's like, no, no, it's not because of that. You just look good otherwise. I'm like, I really do not think so, and that's why I facetuned it, but I had to post this photo for a certain reason.
1: I will also admit that there are some photos if you go a little bit further back in my instagram i don't think they're clockable but they're edited um but again this is my job right which gives me power in the way that i can edit something and make it look like it was just taken that way yeah um which i use for good not evil um but
0: this is one reason why I love this new sponsor that we have, Apostrophe, who is not sponsoring this week's episode, but they really are helping my skin, and I just don't want to look fake on Instagram.
1: <laughs> yeah. Your face looks beautiful without any face tuning, Andrew. Well, and like I think both of you said when we started this discussion, I my honestly, my biggest fear is somebody thinking I look better online than I look in person Me or thinking too. that I don't look anything like I look. On camera or, like you know, yeah. if they see me in person or meet me in person. And that's that's not, not just with people like I've never met. It's also with just people that I know. Me So too. I feel that. And I will say, like, I was I mentioned this before, but I was in a sorority and I was in a sorority I- during the time where this one filter was going around all of our sororities and we were all using this one filter for our photos it was like a preset filter and I look back on those photos and I'm like, holy shit, this is so edited. And we didn't edit like our our facial structure, or our bodies or anything. But it was like we looked, you know, like orange and our hair was made blonder. It's if you scroll back far enough in my Instagram, you'll see that era. But the whole point was that we wanted our photos to look exactly the same. Um, and it's just so overdone. And I actually don't post photos with that much filtering now good thank you (laughs) well done it just looks fake it looks fake, right we we, we all know now
0: and it's funny because like um there was this common refrain in the early days of instagram early days of instagram we would all put filters over our photos whether it's us Mm -hmm. or a tree or yeah yeah (laughs) or you know uh, food we'd put filters and borders on everything i know but the thing is if you go back and look at these photos 20 years from now, you're going to be thinking like, why the fuck did I crop this into a square <laughs> and there's a filter on yeah. it and you can barely see it? But we used to think that was so cool, putting a filter on things. And I still yeah. use some of the filters, but Instagram yeah. these days, thank goodness, is all about like the real photo, you, at least I think.
1: You know what, y'all? I've had an Instagram since I was 12. Because that's when oh, Instagram lord. came out. I know, <laughs> I know. I know. I'm sorry. Um, I try to talk about my age very little. Okay. It's okay. It keeps <laughs> us well, no, humble. No, it's not, it's not that. It's just like, I don't know. I just I don't know if it's healthy for kids that young no, too. No, it's you know, not. like that's, that's what that I'm was saying. my oh lord. It wasn't like, oh my God, Chloe's so young. Like, which obviously <laughs> you are. It was just like, oh my God, like it's kind of sad that right. you know, and and I also have like um like little cousins and stuff that are Mm -hmm. on Instagram and and they have been for, you know, since they were 12, 13 or whatever. And I just think like, no, this is not the place for you, baby. Like, this is not good.
0: The government's looking into this too, because there should be age limits. It's
1: Yeah, there should be 100%. But like, I cleared out everything before my senior year of high school. So you will not get any cringe, you know. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good idea. Did you archive
0: them or did did you delete them
1: well so archive wasn't a thing and kind of recently ish so the those are deleted they're gone baby (laughs) you can't find them so
0: with archiving something you can remove it from your grid but you can still Mm -hmm. access it which is good i think that way you don't have to delete the photos
1: yes i definitely have some cringy photos in my archive but they're (laughs) like from my college experience i didn't have an awkward fades an awkward phase until college. So um, fun fact for everyone. So I've archived a few photos from college. <laughs> yeah. I feel like, I feel like we kind of touched on everything that I had. Okay. Um, Just like out of order. So yeah. I don't know how to gracefully move on, but we yeah. can move on.
0: Okay. Well, I yeah. Would
1: just, Go ahead. I would just say that like, if you are an influencer or know an influencer, if they're editing their photos, ask them to be audited honest to their audience. They don't have to maybe go into full detail, but they should at least be admitting admitting their editing their photos. Pam and I spoke about this while we were planning this episode, but James Charles, who is not a good person, don't get me wrong. Um, he has always been really transparent about how he edits his photos and I always appreciated it. He just was honest about it and was like Yeah, I edited that photo to shit. But, you know, at least I'm telling you. And it's true. Like, if you're editing those photos, and some people really love editing their photos, okay, just tell people that it's not real.
0: Yeah. And maybe there will be a um, growing movement around this idea because I know Instagram has tried to add some features to better manage one's mental health. And I could see them down the road adding maybe a little like tag that you can append to your post admitting mm-hmm. that this photo was yeah. filtered you wouldn't have to turn it on but the option was there and then maybe that could start a trend i
1: love that idea that's Thank brilliant you. okay because they already have sponsored posts so like, right that is something that's on instagram so right
0: partnership do with it. yeah
1: yeah this photo is filtered edited yeah whatever.
0: manipulated something yeah i think that'd be a, a good middle ground for everybody All right. Well, that about does it for this week's episode. Though coming up in After Dark, since our social media manager, Chloe, is here, we're going to have another social media-inspired discussion. Pam, do you want to share what we're going to talk about?
1: Yeah, we're going to be talking about Twitter rules, but more like unspoken rules for how we choose who to mute, who to block, who to unfollow, (laughs) what to share, stuff like that. So we'll be chatting about basically how we use this stuff and uh i don't know maybe it'll get spicy it might <laughs> turn maybe, into you know, be uh... some tea It will be spicy.
0: It might turn into (laughs) um, uh, social media therapy again, particularly for me, because I continue to not understand what my identity should be on social media. This discussion, by the way, is inspired by a Hank Green tweet where he was asking similar questions. So we thought we could expand on that and share our own rules for how we follow and everything Pam said on Twitter.
1: If you ever want an in-depth conversation about your brand and identity on social media, you let me know, Boo-Boo. I got you. Well, that's
0: what we're doing, Boo-Boo, in After Dark today. This is what... <laughs> Are we yeah, doing you could give. No, you could feel could like, give like both we're not actually talking
1: about But you know brand. what? If you want to, you could give Andrew and I both tips on how we could be utilizing <laughs> our platforms better because Lord knows I also don't use this stuff as much as I should. And I... we're both really in, in careers that, like we should probably be yeah, doing more here's what honestly I'll say. you Neither of you have reached your full social media potential. Oh, well, I, I we're in our flop era. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe
0: that's my problem. I'm in my flop era. <laughs> oh, shut And up. that you're perfectly not. puts a cap on everything that we've discussed today. Uh, so that After Dark discussion will be available at patreon.com slash millennial. When you pledge, you get access to our live streams. You get ad free millennial. You're supporting the show and it goes a long way to helping us, uh, run this show. Uh, You get, depending on what level you pledge at, you get a new physical gift every year. You get access to our monthly Bay Hangouts. That's where we're hanging out with our top-level supporters once a month on Zoom. It's always a lot of fun. All kinds of things. Patreon.com slash millennial. And by the way, when you do pledge, you get access to a special RSS feed that you can pop into most podcast apps. And with that, you can easily listen to the bonus audio content that we release ad-free millennial with after dark all wrapped up in what we call mega millennial in your favorite podcast app except for spotify but all the others so thanks everybody who supports us by the way we have an annual membership so if you pledge for a year up front you can get a little discount on your patreon membership by the way my favorite podcaster leo he recently introduced annual memberships he doesn't give a discount i'm like dude you gotta entice people to sign up for a year. Give them a little discount. No discount for the annual. Send membership.
1: him a little. Send him a little message.
0: I don't want him to hate me, so I'm just, I'm just send keeping it from, quiet. From
1: Andrew on Patreon, so he knows that you're serious.
0: <laughs> and by the way, if you want some more tips, check out my on- online course. <laughs> Maybe that's
1: your in, Andrew.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> one of the one of the members who I really like at at twit one of the staff members he's my favorite behind leo he actually commented on my instagram post congratulating me on the launch
1: oh my God yep. oh, look at you yay, you're, you're one Andrew. step closer to your lord and savior leo
0: laporte I, uh, oh my yeah. god he's uh yeah i really like him as a podcaster you've come,
1: you've come a long way from his life <laughs>
0: shooting you down i know he follows me on instagram and twitter for some reason not leo this other guy i don't know why he does but i'm glad he does So it's time for some recommendations. I want to recommend this business I heard about a few days ago, actually on another podcast that I work for. This company is called Flash Food. And this is an app for certain areas of the USA and Canada in which local food stores will post items that are nearing their best before date. And the items, their meats, breads, etc., they will be available for purchase at around half the price they're normally at. And they're still perfectly good to eat. So. You pay for the food through the app, then you pick it up in a box at the food store. This helps reduce food waste, which is a huge problem for the environment. And it helps get you a huge discount. So it's like I said, it's not available everywhere. They are trying to roll it out to more grocery stores across the country and Canada. But check it out. Maybe it's available in your area. It's called Flash Food. It's a free app. It, it's really wonderful. I love seeing things like this pop up to help uh, you know, reduce waste.
1: I wanted to recommend fast track one time payments. I think if you live in the Bay Area or anywhere in California that has toll plazas of any kind, you might already have a fast track tag. So this wouldn't be applicable to you. But if you're coming to vacation in the Bay Area or anywhere that fast track handles tolls and stuff, it might be something to look into because you don't have to worry about Looking out for the paper invoice that they'll send if you cross a bridge, for example, out here. Um, you can just go onto the Fast Track website and you can sign up for one time payment. And you can basically do this up to 30 days in advance of when you come out and you can set dates. In terms of like when you might be crossing a bridge and when you will be out of the area again, so that it just charges you directly and you don't have to worry about invoices or late fees or anything like that. If you, if you miss the payment date, my mom has one on her dashboard. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, I don't know if other states like out of California, like if fast track is very, um,
0: Well, they have equivalents like like, Chloe might know this one. Easy pass. That's along the eastern uh, seaboard in the Midwest. They have I pass in the Chicago area Mm -hmm. and whatnot. So
1: mine is a repeat recommendation, but it's because Andrew Mm -hmm. recommended Yellowstone. And then I started watching and it is so freaking good. So I'm re-recommending. I also don't have to come up with something new because I'm not on the recommendation graphic that we post. So (laughs) Um, everyone should watch Yellowstone. It's amazing. The acting is phenomenal. And if you're into sexy cowboys, which I am, uh, you'd really enjoy it.
0: If you have any feedback about today's episode, you can email millennialshow at gmail.com or you can use the contact form or anonymous confessional on millennialshow.com. You can also follow us on social media. Chloe. Do it. Where do people follow (laughs) us on social media?
1: Follow us on social media, Millennial Show on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and then our awesome new TikTok, which is actually... At Millennial Pod. We do a lot of fun stuff on there. Like I just mentioned, we have a recommendation graphic where I compile all the recommendations over the course of one month um, so that people can easily find it. We do short. Um, clickbait clips from the show we recently posted um mickey mouse's statement from last <laughs> episode so go go h- hang out with us there um, i respond to messages really quickly um, and i'm always down to talk to y'all so
0: yeah chloe you did amazing today and you're doing amazing daily on our social media channels so thank you so much you're the best
1: I love this community. It's really awesome to be yeah, a part of. Yeah. Thank you for letting me be your honorary Gen Z member.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Proud to have you. Thank you, everybody, for listening to today's episode. I'm Andrew.
1: I'm Pamela. And I'm Chloe. Bye, everyone. Bye.